It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Solanke's on my radar, potentially getting rid of... Solanke's on your radar, Solanke's a certainty for everybody, darling. Okay, okay. How are you ranked that high again? (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, I honestly don't know. Hello everybody, welcome to the Planet FPL People's Poll Podcast. My name is James and Clayton Fernandez is with me. Hello Clayton. Hello mate, how are you? I'm not too bad, thank you buddy. Yeah, not too bad. Uh, Firstly, let's just clarify that we are pre-recording this on Wednesday afternoon, just in case there's any injury news on Wednesday night that we're currently unaware of. Uh, As per usual for the People's Poll Podcast, we put three topics out to the Twitter slash Xphere for people to vote on. They were all chip-related strategy topics this week. Uh, The winner of the vote we're going to cover now. The two losers we're going to be covering on Patreon later today. Um, The two losers in the vote were a free hit game week 25. I know not many of you, particularly judging by the way the vote went, are going to be on it, but some certainly are. So me and Clayton have a discussion of what we would do this week if we were on it. Uh, And also went to have a discussion, which is probably a little bit more popular at the moment, the conversation of triple captain versus bench boost, which sudden, which I guess falls down to hurling, uh, hurling, <laughs> hurling, hurling, Eland, Erling Holland slash others versus. Oh shit! My bench doesn't look bad for this week. Should I actually bench boost and save the triple captain? We'll be looking at a few examples of that on Patreon later today as well. Um, but the clear winner, which became obvious within about a minute and a half Landslide. of the vote was that you guys wanted us to discuss how we might go about planning towards uh, blank game week 29 uh, and essentially dead-ending through it. That doesn't have to necessarily be the case here. What I would say is for those who are planning to free hit in 29, you may still find this useful for a couple of reasons. One, the cup results might turn out in a way that makes you think, I don't want a free hit in game week 29 anymore. 
The second is, if the cup games do go to expectation, I think this might give you an indication of where certain people may be heading towards and when with the type of transfers they'll be making. As ever, there's the usual caveats of play it your own way. And even though I think me and Clayton kind of have the idea at the moment of wildcarding shortly after game week 29, it's, you said to me, it's a definite game week 30 for you. I'm like 99.9% sure, yeah. I'm not that high. Probably about sort of 85, 90% game week okay. 30 for me. I might not land too badly in game week 30, and it might be worth me waiting one more week. Um, and that might be the case for others. It might primarily come down to Tottenham playing at home to Luton yeah. in game week 30, actually. So it might be how heavy I end up on, on Tottenham when I get there. And I think most will probably want to be heading that way. I think the first thing to do to start here in terms of part conversation is almost to ask ourselves, well, as it stands now, what would the actual three hitters in 29 do? Yeah. So we've got three known fixtures. Uh, West Ham against Aston Villa, Fulham against Tottenham, and Burnley against Brentford. So what do you think, Clates, with those known three fixtures? If, if people were free hitting in game with 29, what are they doing from them six teams to get to 11? Well, I think start off... If it was me, I'd start off with my triple Spurs. And I'd take it from there, obviously, son. I, uh, I've been loving a bit of Richarlison as an asset. I think I'd go with so have I lately. Yeah. Uh, Just not as an asset. Do you own him? Uh, yeah, I've owned him for a while, haven't oh, I? Blimey, look at yeah. you. Um, Where are you ranked at the moment? Uh, I'm only ever going to ask this once. About 40k or something. So, yeah, not, not too shabby at the minute. But, um, so, Joey, always up and goes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, I think I'd start with triple Tottenham, though. And... I want to make a case for West Ham's on my radar. I know the context of that conversation, uh, the context of the question you just asked me is free hit 29, but I think I'd be looking at um, West Ham Villa. Uh, yeah, the other two confirmed fixtures. So Burnley Brentford's the only other one, definitely. That's the one, yeah. <sighs> Tony? Not sure if I'd go. Tony would be yeah, a shoo-in. Yeah, but like in terms of shoo-in. other Brentford, I'm not really sure how I call we, that. But you've got to think as well from those three teams already, and I think you can break it this way. Say there's, there's three teams that we definitely know playing 29 who are all currently top half teams. The yeah. team, the three we mentioned West Ham, Villa, Tottenham. Now, between those three, in terms of forwards, there's only Ollie Watkins. Yeah. So it doesn't mean you can't go 4 5 1 or something like that if you're free hitting in 29. But I, I don't really see. Brentford's going to be there, subject to what other games go there as well. If it's just Burnley and Brentford, I don't see anybody would free hit in 29 and not go Tony. No. Plus, Brentford's fixtures. For those who are on, it's cool. But for many others, it might be waiting for Tony till the end because the fixture run isn't great. Yeah. So, I think, yes, definitely treble top. Would you lean similar then? What? what free hit 29. Where would you go with those it's definitely that- treble Tottenham. Yeah. Um, I think the problem is... You'd want West Ham Villa, but obviously if you if you pick from the two, it's conflicting. So the best way to do it might just be get offensive players from the two. So one way of doing it might be to look at, and this might be perhaps not necessarily the, the, the right way of doing it, but I think if you're definitely going Brentford, if you're going an all-in strategy, you're now favouring Brentford over Burnley. Yeah. So perhaps double Brentford defence, for example. Perhaps it's one Tottenham defensive and two attacking. Offensive, yeah. And that kind of give you a, a kind of an idea of sort of nine ten of what people are thinking at, at the moment, I think. Um, you can do that all in and go, you know, 
or West Ham, you want to go Ariola and Bowen and Kudos or do it the other way with Villa players. And we will highly likely have more than four free fix, uh, fixtures. The full fixture that's most likely to happen at the moment is Luton against Nottingham Forest. Yep. Now, I think if that happens, then you can lock down a real all-in strategy and go, right, I'm going free Luton, free Brentford, free Tottenham. And you might even just want to go Watkins and Bowen and hedge your bets, for example. Yep. It might be something like that doesn't have to be Luton can be not in the forest instead if you prefer and by the time that comes around who knows it might well be that it's also worth remembering I think for game week 29 that although the current projection on my projections is four fixtures the most like the most likely thing to happen is that we have five okay and that's just on the base of some form of shock remember for us not to get to four we essentially need no shocks in the FA Cup except for Luton to beat Manchester City. Yeah. And that's where we can land with only three games. Now, if we land with only three games and you're someone like me who's sitting there already with six players from West Ham, Villa, Tottenham, I'm not free hitting, am I? No. no. It's just going to be get the best of what you can get and just crack on and get on with it. So, but I think we can work certainly with Luton in our minds mm-hmm. because of the double now and the double in 28. I think what's important to do is just kind of look at the other fixtures in 29 as they stand and, and break down, well, well, what if they were on? And some of them are really easy to look at. So if City and Brighton are on, you ain't getting rid of your City players. If Liverpool or Everton is on, you're not going to want to get rid of Liverpool players. No. And it also kind of rules out wanting Brighton and Everton players, respectively. If Manchester United and Sheffield United goes on, you're not going to want Sheffield United players. You may well want to dive into Manchester United players. That They're a really interesting one. I think if Forest beat United, then United-Sheffield United definitely goes on. Yeah. And that's the sort of one where people are, are, just won't be able to get there, I think. Yeah. Particularly with United playing away to Manchester City in game with 27. Yeah, it's awkward timing, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Um, 28 fixtures, good, but a lot of people's focus on 28 will be on Bournemouth and yep. Luton. Now, obviously, if Manchester United do play in uh, 29 then Luton can't yeah so that might change the narrative around Luton um, but that means I think there's a few teams that you can rule out some of the others such as Newcastle against Palace I think you'd have a preference for Newcastle players might also be awkward to get to them Wolves against Bournemouth you'd argue because it's at Molly you'd have a preference for Wolves that would be the case for the free hitters but not for those planning through yeah because, because of Bournemouth. you're going into Bournemouth in 28 if you've got the extra game in 29 then it's almost steam into Bournemouth yeah. in game week 28 um, so there's certain teams I think we can eliminate basically from our thinking there's there's three teams who I can't make any case to buy over this period at all even if, even if they end up playing in 29 one of them you can guess all three of them if you want, oh, mate. I'd struggle with all three, but one's Chelsea. Yep. Yeah, because I'm, I'm looking at getting rid Doesn't of Palmer. Doesn't mean you have to sell Palmer, but well, in terms of buying, there's just I can't see why you would. Yeah. And who's the other two? Everton and Sheffield United. Sure. So less relevant. Uh, and again, it doesn't mean, you know, if you're sitting there with Brantway or McAtee, you've not got to get rid of these guys. These guys will probably be useful for you in 26, particularly, right? But in terms of investing in those teams new... Now, I'd add one more on the caveat that if they don't end up playing in 29, then there's no reason to buy, in my opinion, and that's Newcastle. Okay, It's the timing of it. The fact that you'd arguably want to invest in them in 26 and to go to Arsenal. Yeah. Otherwise, in the other weeks, I think you start looking at other things. Yeah. And I keep thinking, even if they do play at Palace in 29, 
if you're investing in players playing in 29 and you're doing it in 27, you're still way more likely to invest in Tottenham than Newcastle. Yeah, I, I think. think. To be fair, though, Wolves, I, I get what you're saying, but Wolves, Chelsea, Palace, if it happens, isn't the worst three. No, it's not. But if you're at that point and you're judging by a Newcastle player there or a Tottenham player... You're going to go Tottenham. I think you're going to go to yeah, Tottenham player. I agree, yeah. Now, that might not necessarily be the case, particularly I, I get the appeal of Anthony Gordon, but then it'll be a home game in 27, two away games in 28, 29. I saw FPL Focal posted uh, on Wednesday that Gordon is the third highest scorer in home games. What, in the whole In game? FPL, they say, oh. you will not believe that Douglas Louise is in the top two. Is he actually? Yeah. Well, he's one of my planned transfers. So and they are like away <laughs> in game week Never mind. 29. <laughs> I think um, it's a good un- idea and understanding to, to get a point of understanding sort of when to and when not to buy certain teams. So, for example, I've just used the example of I can see people wanting to buy Tottenham in 27 yeah, at the I'm moment. Looking at that. And that picture may well change in the build-up to that week because that midweek before 27 is the FA Cup fifth round and also the quarter-final draw for those who are looking to run beyond game week 29. And so it might change in terms of what people want. But although you might want to target Tottenham in 27, I cannot make the case why you would want to buy one now when there are four other teams who've got a double game week and Tottenham have got a blank game week next week. Yep, I'm on the same as path. As good as you might feel, oh, Richarlison, our son, looks great this week. I, I, I don't know why you would do it. Yeah, but I think we're both quite similar in the way that we play fixtures, right? So I think that's probably why I think quite similarly to you on that. You're just going to give yourself a potential headache going into the next one, aren't you? So, I think first interesting thing I'd like to do, Clayton, is, is run through your team yeah, and your sure. plan. You've come up with a, a strategy plan of running from now until game week 29. Um, I must say, though, I put this plan together before you told me last night that Trent was going to be out. So, there may be tweaks. You said Trent is likely to miss the cup final, right? As it stands, at time of recording, we think Trent's probably going to be unavailable next week. And you've got... So, do you want to just like go downstairs for twenty minutes and then come back? <laughs> no, that's right. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, the the rough principle is more or less similar. So, shall I run through the team first? Is that the yeah, easiest for the yeah. benefit of the audio? Let everyone know who you've got, mate. Yeah. So, my bus team at the moment is obviously my triple Arsenal defence: Raya, Gabriel, Saliba. I I've like got... how you've done that. It's finally paid off for me, folks. Yeah, <laughs> it did all right on Sunday. Uh, Trent's in there. Um, and then my midfield at the moment is Foden, Richarlison, Gibbs White, he's still hanging around, Palmer. Uh, up front, I've got Watkins, Darwin and triple captain Haaland. Uh, and my bench is Ariola, who I'm, I think he could be quite useful for me over the next few weeks. Porro, Gross and Cash. So the initial skeleton plan I put together... Can, can I just hold that? That's, have you thought of bench boosting that? No. Okay, cool. No. Cool. Well, would you? It's not terrible. It's not awful. I've seen worse ones. Yeah, I just... <laughs> do you know what? And it's... I've got these belief systems about FPL that have just, like, stayed with me. One is, I never like to free hit in a blank. I always like to free hit in a double. And it's, it's similar with bench boost. I think I don't like bench boosting with singles, so I try as best I can to... I think it'll be hard for me to get 15 this season, but as much as I can, I'll try to get, like, 12, 13. So that's just my personal preference. So, so you got a Trent problem here. I have got a trend. So problem, what are you yeah. thinking? Well, so <laughs> one of the my what I was looking at before the Trent news was Palmer out to like a Douglas Louise, just forward planning. I've got two free transfers right now. I don't really know what I fully want to do. Uh do one, roll the other. I now looked, I can afford to take Trent all the way down to um Bell, Luton. 
Mari Bell. Ted and Mengi, you can have that advice for free. Oh, yeah, good shout. Yeah. Yeah, he's 2.2. I know he didn't play last week, but he's back in this week, pretty sure. Yeah, you think? Yeah, yeah. Okay, either way, I can afford to do that. And then I can get in De Bruyne for Palmer. Okay. For Palmer as well. So you're not actually making yourself worse for next week. You're actually improving your scenario for 26. And I'm just pushing by one as well because Trent and Palmer would have blanked next week. Exactly. And I presume that means you can then carry Mengi or Bell. Yeah. And rock that into Wolves game week 28. Yep. And then it would be a case of I've obviously looked to kind of get rid of De Bruyne, bring in Sun. Uh, I'm looking in 27 at potentially selling my City assets, which is potentially risky. Um, Yeah. Obviously, Man United at home, they've got before Liverpool away. But again, it's just the way my brain works. I'm looking at it as 27 to 29, one and a half tough fixtures sort of thing. Uh, And then going in on potentially Tavernier and Adebayo, which sounds bonkers. Interesting. So we've got some different ideas knocking about already because you've named a few players that probably won't be okay. part of my idea, actually. Um, other one is Solanke's on my radar, potentially getting rid of... Solanke's du- on your radar. Solanke's a certainty okay. for everybody, yeah. darling. Okay, okay. How are you ranked that high again? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I honestly don't know. <laughs> I, I haven't taken a single hit this year. I genuinely think there's something in there. Were you over this period? Were well, you talking about doing it now, right? Well, yeah. Or was that two threes? No, no, I was looking... The hit would involve selling Holland and Foden for a hit. Uh, in 27, which I'm not sure about. But, yeah, I'm probably looking at doing Darwin to Solanke um, after they play Luton, so in the blank 26. Um, and then in 29, whatever shape I end up in, see if I can find a way to get Tony. And when I put together that rough plan, that had me 10-11 in 29, which I'm happy with. I always said to myself, if I have, like, nine solid players in 29, I'm happy with that. So do you know what you... Uh, with that plan, what would that leave you with for 29 as it stands? Do you know? So this is, this it is Clayton would, shuffling through FPL team at the moment. Yeah, which you now get as part of your patron subscription. Uh, <laughs> uh, my bus team for that would be in 29, which I quite like. Ariola, uh, it would be Bell, Pedro Porro, Matty Cash, Douglas Louise, Gibbs White, Richarlison, Son, Tony, Watkins, Adebayo. I don't think it's awful. No. It's not the best. But the first question to throw back at you is then... So what if Nottingham Forest beat Manchester United in the FA Cup? I think it would. I would still be on the same strategy. I would just adjust the transfers I make along the way. Okay. And I think it would be a case of I'd probably look at West Ham as just like a consistent team who I know they lost quite heavily in the last two games, but I play fixtures just the way I play FPL and I look at Forest, Brentford, Everton, Burnley, Villa and I like it. If um, if the projections work out correct and we end up with the four fixtures, we've just say Luton, not in the Forest. I've got West Ham top from now till blank game week twenty nine. Yeah. Um, let me talk about this week and mm-hmm. and some ideas which I think will lead into a conversation of building towards twenty nine. Just perhaps opening ideas to a few different things. So I think in terms of actually ironically selling assets this week, it's quite difficult. Yeah. Um, my intention this week had always been to roll because when I look at the teams who have some of the tougher fixtures this week, I think like, for example, Bournemouth at Newcastle, and you can make your own debates about that. If you've got Solanke, I wouldn't say it's not a terrible fixture. Like, it's perfectly reasonable. Um, but the fact I've got Man City next, I can see people with Solanke being tempted by a Nunes for, for this week and then even just reverse it next week, for example. But it will save your transfer down the line if you just stick with him. Yep. 
Luton have obviously got the double. Brentford have got Liverpool and City, but it's a double, so you're certainly not getting rid of that. Burnley have got Arsenal. None of us will have much of that. Wolves are at Tottenham. None of us will have much of that. The majority of the top teams have um, decent fixtures this week. The one that doesn't particularly is Chelsea. Yeah. And with Chelsea going to City and then blanking next week, they're the obvious one where I think cut them. Yep. Personally. If you're going to walk into headaches next week, you're better off having your Tottenham and Luton players on the bench next week because of what's to come. Even if it's just 28 for Luton and just 29 for Tottenham. Yep. Um, and obviously you're not going to cut your Liverpool players who blank next week because of the double now. So from that perspective, Chelsea feels like the one who blanks next week that is the only one that you're really comfortable to to cut at this week. Yeah. Also, of course, because those four teams blank, if you cut from anything else that's got a fixture next week, you're arguably leaving yourself short. Exactly. So Chelsea feels like the obvious one for people, and I think cut. Now, for many people, I absolutely get it. For anybody who bought Cole Palmer when he was 4.9, you don't want to sell that. So that's me. And I get it. It's, yeah, it's tough. But I'm in a position where I've got two frees, don't want to burn one. And the kind of argument you just made about Chelsea is where I land. So it's a tough decision, but that I fall into that category where I bought him so cheap and I'm having to part ways. It is much easier for me who bought him at 5.7 because I was very slow to the party on this one to sell him. So much easier. Because the thing with Cole Palmer is, you know almost with certainty that there's a Chelsea double game week coming later in the season. Yep. And even though, yeah, sure, you can even wildcard him back in. It's the value. He's going to cost you. Yeah. It's gonna, you're going to lose out here. And that 4.9 almost sitting as your rate for Taka, sure, it gives you regular headaches. But he's not mine. No. Basically, Leon Bailey's my eight for Taka, right? So it's much easier for me to sit here and say, yeah, I'd sell Cole Palmer. I completely get it from Clayton's perspective, and it'll be for many of you. That's difficult to sell. Others, though, like Gusto, if anyone's been on Sterling or Hour, they managed to hold on to Nicholas Jackson through <laughs> nine yellow cards and the African Cup of Nations, then he's... For me, it's an obvious sell. Yeah, it's an obvious. Right. You know, if anyone went back to Chilwell, I don't know what you're holding that through for. To be honest, no, I don't know what you're holding it through. So Chelsea expendable. There's more teams we want to buy this week than sell. Yeah, that's the reality, mm-hmm. and that's why you'll get things like, like I mentioned on Monday's pod, looking at, oh, how can I flip the Bruin and Alvarez? Because it's not actually pe- people in my squad I want to get rid of. I almost want to improve what I've got from from the doublers, for example. So the four teams with doubles are absolutely of target this week with Liverpool and Luton it obviously comes with a big caveat that they blank next week and yep. you need to be careful of that particularly if you are sitting there with say three Tottenham as well you, you are walking into a very big headache if you're looking to get full, through to 29 Hey it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City Go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda You never have to miss a trip ever again So download the Priceline app today Your savings are waiting Go to your happy place For a happy price Go to your happy price Priceline
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think there's three teams who don't double that are of real interest this this week as well, and it's perfectly reasonable to buy from them. One is your team, Clayton. Yep. Next four fixtures, absolutely fantastic. Um, and obviously massively informed now as well. Mm-hmm. Manchester United, who, uh, again, fixtures are good. Manchester City away in 27 is ugly. But in terms of this week, looting away, fine. Fulham at home in 26 is one of the better fixtures to cover through next week's blank game week. Everton at home 28 is fine. And obviously, if Sheffield United does happen in 29, yeah, that's a nice you're already then. there and you've got a piece of it. Um, the other team I They're think on is... a decent run as well. The other right? team I think is Brighton, which is a little bit more rogue. But even if you were doing it just even for just the next two weeks, Sheffield United away, Everton at home is perfectly reasonable. And yep. actually, Fulham and Night in the Forest after that. After that, bad. he's fine. Yeah. You could absolutely, quite conceivably, go a Brighton player for four weeks, then buy you know a Brentford defender. Even though a Brentford defend a Brentford defender will double now, you'd probably think that like an Estupanan would outscore a Region yeah. over this four-week period. Now, of course, what you have to think into your mind is: well, if you're then making that transfer in 29, you would have saved two transfers just by going for Reggion. Yeah. That's what, yeah, it's not as black and white as who outscores who over four weeks. I'd say to you, it's Stupinan for me, even with one less fixture, but it's also going to cost two more transfers. Yeah. So you have to, that, that will depend on how well you're set, right? So if you think, well, I'm going to need a Brentford defender in 29 and you're sitting there and you, you're insistent on working that way and you've only got three or four players available in 29, Brentford offers a natural solution for you. Go, I'll forget that. Yep. That's going to be in place for me, 29. If you're sitting there with Despite seven or eight available already for 29, you're in more of a position you can take the luxury and do that exactly, sort of thing. Exactly, yeah. That said, I think, assuming Trent's out, and we have to think that way at the moment, I think I'm going to go for Dallow. Okay. Um, is the conclusion I've come to, which means going into the week with only one Liverpool doubler, Yep. And that Liverpool double in Diogo Jota is by no means certain to start twice. Um, but I think there's also part of that as well. That if I went Van Dyke, it's just one week. Yep. So that's the example where it's costing me an extra transfer. And Dallow himself might also cost me an extra transfer. What I really like about this is, is the planning towards 29. The fixtures are decent, so I can use him in three of the four f- fixtures. And I, I would almost definitely play him this week, by the way. Yep. Away to loot, and I think I'd play him. I don't have the confliction of a Barkley or an Adebayo or anything like that. It's if that game suddenly goes on in 29, that's the best one to have spare. Yep. Because if Forrest beat Luton, I've lost the Luton player in Doughty yeah. from 29. And therefore, instead, I have Dallow in Gained. place. Yeah. I have a result, therefore, leads me to the same outcome in game week 29. That is smart planning. Unless. <laughs> Here we go. Manchester United and Luton both win in the cup. Uh, yeah, what's then the we haven't got that, either. Though? But at that point, we're potentially going towards just three fixtures yeah. in game week 29, in which case... Everyone's battered. <laughs> we're not struggling. We, it, no one's going to care about game yeah. 11. It'll be like seven or eight. Exactly. Fine. 
Yes. I like that. That's, that's smart. Is it? I think so. I don't know. That's, that's the intention at the moment, I think. I, to be honest, I keep looking at your lot and thinking it's a brilliant four fixtures. And obviously, if Chelsea lost to Leeds, which if Chelsea played like they played in the first half on Monday night, there's every chance that they might, um, then you... you all this planning, you'd be like, oh my God, yeah. steam into Arsenal in 27. Yeah. Steam and, into and them. this is what a lot of my plans right now is like, yeah, obviously I said looking to sell Palmer, but I'm just trying to delay selling my Arsenal, selling like gross at Brighton and like just buy myself time and see how things pan out. So in terms of my forward thinking, in terms of Dallow, what works out nicely for, for me with this is obviously I've got no coverage from that Manchester United, Sheffield United game. And if I go down that route, I've actually got coverage in every game in 29. Yep. So if suddenly something does, you know, if unexpectedly Everton and Liverpool go in there, I've got Jota yeah. as part of it. And then obviously I would carry him through. He would, even if it was a sub appearance in 29, I wouldn't yeah, be selling it. He'd no, be staying no with me. Um, the only one I wouldn't have coverage of is Wolves Bournemouth. But I know obviously that I will. Yeah in Solanke and obviously if the fixture does happen there's there's a real case to say well you should probably go into 28 with Treble Bournemouth at whatever cost yeah it'd be a case to say that yeah I'm, I'm probably looking to see if I can get two anyway so but I know I'd get Solanke so I certainly wouldn't be empty handed anyway the only one where it wouldn't really benefit me is the Newcastle example because the Newcastle asset owner is the Bravka but it would still prove a little bit useful because it would take away some of my West Ham versus Aston Villa confliction. And I probably would play the Bravka at Palace rather than Ariola against Villa. Just because of the confliction of Well, I think anyway, or? it's goalkeeper uh, going up against the team that's challenging for the Champions League or against the team that struggles to score goals. Yeah, fair enough. It, I mean, I could have made a case last week that West Ham are better than better defensively than Newcastle, but I don't, I don't think they are. I think I saw FPL Raptor tweet the other day that across the last six game weeks, West Ham and Newcastle were the worst two for expected goals conceded. Really? Yeah. That's a lot of people's two goalkeepers, yeah. isn't it? So, <laughs> but I think under that circumstance, because it would be conflicting, yeah, I probably would play Dubravka. So it would be a small use to me. Yep. Um, it's also that in mind with knowing I've got Ariola Dubravka is why for me, would I have mentioned it as a solution for many, the likes of Kaminsky, Flecken, that sort of move for me this week is... It's just not on nah. the table. It's not a problem. Once Chelsea had beat Villa, I knew I had a goalkeeper in 29. Just forget about it. There's so much unpredictability with the returns of those guys. So I'm trying to set up here by going with Dallow that I've got my finger in every pie of possibility in 29. And especially, as I keep saying, there will be a shock in the FA Cup fifth round. Yeah, there I always like is. I've got those fingers in the pies. So... I, I think buying a United, Brighton or Arsenal player with that kind of view and the good next four fixtures shouldn't necessarily be ignored. No. You've just got to factor in that it might cost you an extra transfer further down the line. How would, with your current plans, what would your bus team look like in 29? Have you got that available? Uh, I've got to run, I've, okay. I've run through my idea in terms of all cool. the weeks. So, I mean, this is how I'm set now. So it's, it's Dubravka, Porro, uh, Trent is obviously highly liked to become Dallow. Gabriel Doughty for this week. Bowen, Jota, Foden, Alvarez, Haaland, Watkins. Sure. That's with Palmer on the bench. Cool. And he's looking at things like Cole Palmer on the bench. I think, do I really want to be taking it serious? It's not like it's a terrible option. But yet, when I move forward to game week 26, that's almost definitely going to be my sacrifice, is Cole Palmer. It's going it's to basically have to be because once I get to 26... 
I don't want to sell Poro. No. I don't want to sell Doughty. No. And if I want to keep my split of, of a piece in every pie, I don't want to sell Jota. So that's the three so the that I want one. to keep. Yep. So if I want to get to 11, because for me anyway, if suddenly Arsenal Chelsea is on in 29, great, Cole Palmer, great option, but I'd rather have three Arsenal. Yeah. I'm not moving, I wouldn't be moving Gabriel, so there's a confliction now. No, no, no. Palmer goal is not even necessarily same. good for me at that point anyway. So when I move into 26, I know that I'm highly likely to, to sell Cole Palmer because of that. So therefore... I'm drawn to one team in particular, and I discussed this on Monday. I think in 26, there's, an, there's more choice in terms of what you can target in terms of variation if you're heading towards 29. But the two real obvious ones for me are Villa and West Ham. Yeah, I agree. I really want West Ham. <laughs> now, Villa are at home to Forest and good fixtures running up to 29. West Ham's at home to Brentford, yep. which looks a more difficult fixture for West Ham than it did a few weeks ago for their form and also Brentford's improvement with Ivan Tony being back. But it's also a good run of fixtures for West Ham. Lean towards 29. You've got three home games, Brentford, Burnley, Villa in the blank, and it's Everton away in 27. Yeah. I think, I think that's such a good stretch. Best. Yeah. And there's, there's even a case to say, I think less so, but in terms of actually running through, we didn't list them this week, but Forest away this week is not to be scared of either. No, I don't think so. And like... They're not going to be playing attacks like Man United and Arsenal. Right? Now, I'd rather buy Villa. Okay. But I've already got three. Oh, have you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I've got Pau Torres, fingers crossed, going to be back <laughs> just in time for blank game. You are 26. loyal. I don't care if you don't play. Well, I need the body, don't yeah. I? <laughs> I need the body. And I'm also probably at the point now, even if he's not back for 26, it's almost... If I think he's going to be back for 29, he's still just going to sit so there. So have you I got think. Torres, Watkins? And I've got Bailey and I. You've got Bailey. That's the one. Jesus. So that's me Villa covered. So looking towards 29, for me personally, and, and there won't be many out there with free Villa, and I would recommend going Villa first. For me, it's West Ham. Yeah. And I've already got two of them. I've got Ariola and Bowen. And the third? So there's only one choice for me. Who's I'm that? selling a midfielder. Yeah. There's only one choice. Kudis. Calvin Phillips. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's kudos. I mean, it, who knows? It could, it could be Pakatar in seriousness. Um, but, but yeah, it, I get but it. it but it's, high, it's almost by default. I told you earlier today, I looked at so many different plans. It does not matter what I look at. Heading back. for game week 29, it just lands on Mohamed Kudos, game week 26 for me. I think that makes sense though. Time. I like, and again, I think a lot of people get swayed up into kind of West Ham's recent form. But what was the stat you told me about the last time they lost heavily or they went on? So after they lost 5-0 at Fulham, they kept four clean sheets in a row. And along that path, beat Wolves at home, Manchester United at home and Arsenal at home, scoring seven in those three games. I don't think they're going to go and lose 3-0, 6-0 in every one of these next five, are they? Well, look, all I'm saying is the last time they got battered, they recovered very, very well. Um... This one was probably even worse because it had a bad couple of results before that going out to Bristol City in the Cup. Losing at United, they didn't play too badly at United. <laughs> Whereas when they lost at Fulham, it was like, oh, let's put that in the bin because they'd won at Tottenham three days earlier. Yeah. So the, narr- the narrative now, I think, is, is worse. But if Pakatar's back, it's transformative for the team, right? Yeah. Kudos is obviously back from AFCON, getting himself back up to, let's say, Premier League fitness levels. So 
yeah, kudos for me is uh, it's almost unavoidable for 26. If Because um, obviously you said that's based on the circumstances of your team. For people that are looking at investing in West Ham and don't have others, I'm taking it, take it you go Bowen first, right? Um, or not? I don't simple. know. I don't know. Because obviously Antonio is going to be back as well. So it might shove Bowen outright. It might mean that Kudos plays at 10 with Pakatai having that left and kind of leaning inside and they push Emerson up the left-hand side. Suddenly, it, will, it might look a better team for West Ham. Ironically, just having Antonio up front, that more kind of offensive midfield base. I, yeah, I've already told Suj this already <laughs> that I think they'll probably benefit from it. He's a battering ram. Yeah. Against p- opponents like Gabriel and Saliba at the weekend, it will... You might call him awkward and stuff, but he'll pin people. He wants to spin people, yeah. run into channels a bit more. It's almost, in a weird way, a little bit more difficult to defend. Yeah, it's just a nuisance. Um, don't fancy him to finish the chances, and he wouldn't be on my radar for an FPL asset. But guess what, Clates? I already said about West Ham, Villa, and Tottenham, and who only being Watkins available as a forward in 29. Well, Antonio might suddenly put his hand up. Yeah. And uh, I've seen a lot of people, and myself included, I'm looking at Louise from Villa. Kamara's injured. Does that impact him, do you think? Yes, yeah, so I said on Monday's pod that I thought it might have been an ACL, and it, and it is, um, which is, a, I'd stressed on Monday, a serious blow, and it very much is. Um, I think Louise is still kind of perfect to get hold of, though. Okay. I'd probably go him over Bailey, All right. um, even though I've got Bailey, purely on the absolute guarantee of minutes. And set pieces. Yes, he possibly plays a bit deeper, but he's still got the set pieces. You know he's got the pens. I've already told you, he's in the top two for FPL point scorers <laughs> in home games. And in 26, you'd be buying him going into Nottingham Forest at home. Like, I can see that. That said, I can also see Bailey going up against, like, a Nuno Tavares and having a lot of joy. Yeah. Um, but Louise will give you security. And psychologically, we do buy into that here. Because none of us want to get to we game week 29 and have, and the, have the, the player on the bench. No. Now, in the case of someone like Bailey, he's always going to get on yeah. if he's fit. But there's also that. If he's fit, doesn't mean Douglas Louise can't get injured. But yeah, he plays every game uh, from here on in. I think arguably even maybe Conference League and Premier League going forward. Um, certainly until 29 anyway afterwards might be a slightly different scenario. Yeah, it's going to be a big blow. McGinn can drop deeper. Tielemans can drop deeper. It might even be that Louise plays a similar role. We might be over-egging it. But I think the natural here is to think is, yeah, he probably will play deeper. Okay. But he'll still get some returns. Yeah. You still yeah, get some returns. A um, few others that I think people might look at in 26. Um, Burnley. Okay. Stop laughing. Burnley with no play in 29. Actually, if you're investing from 26, the four fixtures aren't terrible. Palace away, Bournemouth at home, West Ham away, Brentford at home. Where'd you go, though? Now, to tell you what would be of interest to me right now, I can't. But let's say someone gets to 26 and they go, shit, I've worked this out. I want to go from Palmer to Bowen and they can't find the money and they work out it needs to be Van Dyke to a 4.0 defender. They might land towards a Burnley defender like the, the new lad Asignon, for example. Yeah. It might be something like that. So I don't think many will do that, but I wouldn't rule them out sure. from an enabling perspective. I think also in 26, again, still Arsenal will still be popular mm-hmm. if you have another good result in 25 that we'd expect. I think Brighton still. And there's two more that might be interesting for a certain group of people because I've had people ask this for ages. Who's the best defender to cover for 26 and 28? 
They might just not just be a defensive player. It might be an offensive player as well. And I think that, that for a certain group might bring Wolves and Crystal Palace to the table. Okay. So Crystal Palace have Burnley at home and Luton at home in 26 and 28. Wolves have Sheffield United at home and Fulham away in 28. Now, one confliction of those two teams is they're, they're probably both on the wrong side of what you'd want in 29 That's if their fixtures just happen. Ask. Yeah. But then, to go back to the point, here's an interesting thing. So, me talking about getting kudos in 26. Someone had been listening to this and going, you're not going to buy Neto or Huang against Sheffield United? No, because it will cost me that one extra transfer. And that one extra transfer, if I plan this properly, will cost me an extra minus four. Yeah. So, I need it to go big. Now, guess what? I sold Jared... uh, I kept Jared Bowen rather than Bukayo Saka this week on that basis. Yeah. So, it hit me bad. Yep. But am I going to learn from that lesson? No, I'm going to make the same <laughs> mistake again. So, But I think for some, Wolves Palace might come into play. Obviously, remember, in 26, you won't factually know the 29 games. Um, I wouldn't want to look at a Palace asset in, against Newcastle in 29 no. if I went down that route. Particularly if I went like a... It's probably Anderson or Mitchell, isn't it? Like, yeah, I think it would be defensive. Which yeah, not probably. Um, but it might work for some. And obviously, if you get lucky, there could be an extra fixture. Now, 27, as it stands, I think there's probably only three teams people want to buy in 27. And again, that could change massively when we get into that week. So, you know, you could still consider, ironically, still consider Arsenal. I just keep looking at it. If Arsenal keep winning and keep doing well, panic sets in. You see Sheffield United away with what Villa have just done there. Brighton got five there in the cup. Brighton go there beforehand as well, if Brighton do well. Yep. And you think, oh my God, I've got to have like the likes of Saka in for that. Or it looks like a clear, clean sheet. And as I said, I think if you do end up playing Chelsea in 29, it becomes almost a steam into Arsenal at that point. Yeah. For anyone who's probably not got the treble, that probably takes precedence of priority, arguably. Yep. The other two teams, um, one is Tottenham. I think with Tottenham blanking in 26, if we think much of the focus might be on West Ham Villa for 26, it's not that you can't invest in them in 27, but suddenly they're both away, whereas Tottenham walk into Crystal Palace at home. Yeah. So that becomes almost like your Tottenham time. That's when I'm eyeballing to get Sun in. It, it actually possibly doesn't work for me. Ah, okay. Yeah, I'll tell you why. It's because of essentially what I might be left with. Um, that it might not be anything that I want to get rid of enough there. So if I've got Kudos and Bowen and Bailey in place, mm-hmm. they're not going anywhere. I'd have Foden at home to Manchester United and I'd have Jota away to Nottingham Forest. Mm. And although the timing for me, the timing would be right to get Son or Richarlison or Madison or whatever I choose at that point. It's the fingers it's got in to the be for, It's got to be for Foden or Jota. Yeah. Now, if I get to that point and I think one of them two is not going to play then I ship them and I get a Tottenham player in is, is the most likely scenario. But if I think they play, I might be better off going, well, I'd, I roll a transfer here into 28, 29, gather a bit more info. Yeah. And the plan at the moment would be that. Okay. It would be roll in 27, actually, for me. But for many others, it would be buy Tottenham in 27. The other option, of course... He's not rolling in 27. This is probably more likely than buying Sun because the other thing with buying Sun is it may end up being a minus four because really Dominic Solanke should probably be bought in 27. Yeah. For a couple of reasons. One, obviously, the, the 28 double looks absolutely fantastic. 
But 27 is good as well, Burnley yep. away. Right? Also, what man and their dog is not currently going to buy him in 28? Yeah, I, I don't know. Right, so you've got a whole week of them prices getting steamed True. into. I hadn't really considered that. You go a week early... And you might not, and to be honest, most people heading towards 29 don't need the value. But I tell you what, if you buy in 27, and let's say they blank in 29, and you, bl- and you sell in 29 for, say, Tony, which is kind of my plan at the moment, I bet you, I bet you make money out of it as well. Yeah, well, mine Along would, the path, if you go early enough. Mine would be bloody De Bruyne and Holland to... Uh, so <laughs> this, this is the interesting thing with um, Solanke as well, thinking of bigger pictures. So for me, again, it's quite a straightforward one. Alvarez yeah, is what I've got. Now, in the case of the City-United game, I've, I talk about perhaps rolling with Foden. The game's on the Sunday, so there's every chance I'm not going to get the information off the team. But I might also get to that point and be like, oh shit, Alvarez is definitely not a part of this first-choice option here. He's going to go. And I might even look at it anyway and go, he would definitely be the sacrifice in 28 when they go to Liverpool. Yeah, I might as well do it now. I think... When I think of 29, I think the best two is Watkins, Tony. Yep. It's forwards. Agree. But I also think the way the game's gone, and I think we've learned this a little bit recently, it's probably Haaland as the third forward, even though they don't play. I was just going to... Okay. Or probably won't play. Yeah. Obviously, if they play, different kettle, he's obviously <laughs> staying there. But if, if, the, if they don't play, he's the best one to keep. Why? Because of value again. Okay. We saw him get sold from, what, 85% ownership to about 40%-ish or so. And, what, hit 13.9, dropped 0.1. And fast forward, and everyone, not everyone yet, but the majority of people have already bought him back. The rest are probably doing it now. Yeah. And now he's 14.4 from 13.9. Do you think he'll have that level of mass selling, though? Because, obviously, the first time around was injury, right? My my point being, if you can carry that, my point being is, if I get the 29 mm-hmm. and I've got Solanke, Holland, and Watkins, yeah. then who am I selling? Solanke or Holland? Yeah. It just makes way more sense yeah. to cut Solanke. Now, of course, if Bournemouth Wolves happened, I'm obviously keeping Solanke and I, and I've, if I want to get Tony, I've got to sell Holland. But I might even make the choice to go, actually, do you know what? I'm not going to do that. I'm going to focus on Tottenham midfielders and not get Tony. Might be what I decide to do. Because Haaland will get sold and all the people that then want to buy him back in game week 30 are going to cry about that value again. Well, and I'll be one of them, yeah. <laughs> Possibly. And this is the one danger of going Tony. Because if you want to run through here, you definitely don't want to sell Watkins. No. If people are going like Watkins to Nunes now with a plan to go back, great. But I bet you're going back in 26 for Forrest at home yeah. for Watkins. Surely that's... It's just that's on and off. That's a good point, to be fair. If you're doing yeah, that. Yeah, like right? I said, I'd... So... Just consider this. If you're sitting there right now and there's nothing wrong with this, with Watkins or even Nunes or Watkins, because that probably becomes Watkins, and Hall and Tony or your rubbers, when you want to go and buy Solanke in 28, it's going to be for Haaland. Yeah. Just something to think about in terms of strategizing. And it's why for me, there's a few times I've looked at it this week and I've gone, Tony would be mega handy for me this week. I bet, he, I bet he returns this week. But actually, it gives me a bit of a it gives headache. You a headache later on. And thinking way longer in advance, I don't need the value walking in the 29, but that loss of value might be the difference between a good player and a shit player 
for a double game yeah. week in 37 yeah, or something. It if, might be. Yeah. Or even on the wild card itself. I was just going to say that. Straight on the wild card, then you're potentially looking at cuts here and there. That's so, a really good point. I hadn't considered that, to be honest. Something to consider in terms of who you're buying Solanke for. So 28, Bournemouth is obviously going to be the target. And then for me, at 29, my idea would be if I just went Solanke in 28. Remember, obviously, by that point, I know if Bournemouth are doubling or yep. not. My intention right now would be, sorry, not doubling, playing in 29. My intention would be that if they don't play in 29, it's just Solanke. Makes sense. That's the intention. That, yeah, you've given me a few things to consider there that I hadn't really thought of. <laughs> now, the idea from there, in terms of 29, would be to go, therefore, into... If I've got Solanke in 27, I've now not bought any Tottenham. Mm-hmm. Remember, I've got Pedro Porro, though. Yep. Then roll 28, with just having Solanke and Doughty as doublers. Yeah, which I think is I'll fine. walk into 29 with two threes and a minus four for Richarlison, Son and Tony feeling absolutely worth it. Yeah. For three players who obviously wouldn't play. Yeah. That's the kind of idea that I'm looking at at the moment. So in terms of getting towards game week 29, my structure currently would be Ariola in goal, back three of Porro, Torres, Doughty, if the game happens. And obviously, if not, probably Dallow. Yep. Bailey, Kudos, Bowen, Richarlison, Son, Tony Watkins. Solid. And it just it's just not going to be far away from a free hit. I team. was just going to say that. Based it, on, if you it, circle just, it back it, to what we started with. It wouldn't be far away. That's really impressive. There's plan. conflictions there, like Kudos and um, Bowen going up against Torres. Bailey going up against Ariola, but what am I fussed there to go? Oh, I'd rather have two Luton players instead. Look, not really. Fair play. Now, that ironically might not need wildcarding in 30. Yeah, you said this. You may push it back to 31, right? What would have well, to happen? I'm just there? thinking, I'm looking at it the next week. So, this would potentially be a bus team for me in game week 30. Uh, the Bravka at home to West Ham. Yep. Dallow at Brentford, Porro at home to Luton, Pau Torres at home to Wolves, Bailey at home to Wolves, Bowen at Newcastle, Richarlison and Son at home to Luton, Haaland against Arsenal, Tony at home to Manchester United, Watkins at home to Wolves. I remember I've got one free transfer here. Yeah, that's actually all right. So if I want to go Bowen to Foden or, or, or a, a Jota or something like that. Who do City have I in 30 again? You. City, oh, Arsenal. Yeah. City against Arsenal and Liverpool against Brighton. Mm. What I do know is if I don't wild card in 30, it will definitely be game week 31 because then I've got problems. I've got the treble Villa going to Man City and then West Ham and Tottenham play each other and then that becomes one confliction way too many then. Yeah, I see what you mean though. Like 31 kind of... This is, to be honest, me, me and Ben Krellin were talking about this quite a long time ago and I know, I don't know, it might have changed for him. But he always was quite intent on looking at 31 as the wild card rather than game week 30. And... I think what we both agreed on in the end was it's like it's going to depend who plays in yeah. 29, ultimately. Um, the more games there are, the more chance it might be that 30 looks all right. But actually, ironically as well, heading for that heavy West Ham Villa Tottenham core won't look too bad in 29. Because, but primarily, Villa Tottenham have a good fixture. Mm. And if you've held Haaland, I know it's Arsenal at home. Oh, yeah, of course. But it's it City can, at home and it still yeah. helps. Um, Tony against Manchester United is not terrible. No. So, every chance that it might be 31 for me rather than 30. I think 30 would be more likely, by the way. 
just another thing as well. I'd mentioned about taking a minus four at the end there in game with 29. Essentially, for three players who've got a game, uh, for three players who wouldn't. Try if you can, if you're going to be in that situation at the end, get the offensive players for those hits. Because purely, listen, we know they could get sent off and something bad should happen. But even if those three players blanked, you should be two points up. Yeah. Which leads to another point as well in terms of how deep and how quickly you should head for something. Is if you're at that point, you've got two threes. If you're buying four offensive players from minus eight, in theory, it should count out as a zero, shouldn't it? Yeah, I feel like I see these things all the time, but they never really work out in reality. I think when I look at the team in 29, I think that would be close to a free hit team. And I, I, but I, I keep looking, I think, am I missing too much in the period in between? But actually, I think Villa and West Ham's fixtures are good enough. Yeah. Plus the Bournemouth double. What am I missing out on here? No, I don't it's think almost you are. like, what are my real concerns here? The biggest one for me is I've already fucked it because I sold Saka. It's the truth. Yeah. So I have Gabriel. There's no intention to get rid of Gabriel at any point in this process. No. So, and I've already said, if it came back, you're playing in 29, sure. That would be the biggest fear in here is the four really good Arsenal fixtures. Yeah, but you still got coverage of it. It's just not what you would have it's ideally liked. It's not the liked, ideal coverage. Yeah, sure. But then I think now, well, I can rectify that, can't I? Instead of going Dalla, I can go Saliba or White and, and kick back and go, well, United will beat Forest anyway. That'll, that'll be all right. I can do that. Yeah, that's But my right. head splits into... I, I think and that's why I'll never win FPL. Yeah, but what you said about fingers in the pies, right? That's clearly where your preference lands, so... The context of the your fingers planning. in the pies means less hits at the end, even though I've just kind of justified that you could take a, a if minus you, eight. If you get the 29 <laughs> with two threes, which to be honest, with you, I think most people won't because I just think the looking at the Bournemouth will be, well, why yeah. would I wait? Why not just get a Bournemouth player now? And even in the case of if Luton obviously do play 28, 29, why not just put Ross Barkley in in 28 as an example? Yeah. Who counts as one of your offensive player? Then, though, I keep looking and thinking, I've only got one Tottenham offensive in 29, and three hitters will probably go with Sun, Richarlison, and Madison, quite possibly. Jesus. Mm. There's so many ways to skin this. Of course, there it is. is. Absolutely what bonkers. I always say at the end of the pods play it your way. It is. I hope that's helped kind of open up some possibilities for people. With this, ordinarily, we all head to these little kind of same places. No, it's, it's like, oh, everyone will buy Solanke in 28. Yeah, but some will steam into Bournemouth. Some like me will maybe just go one Bournemouth. There is a bit, there will be enough diversity enough in diversity, terms of what yeah. people are doing. Yeah. And there's enough diversity in strategy as well. I'm definitely seeing like free hits this week. Yep. Bench boost this week versus triple captains. And we're going to be discussing both of those topics on Patreon. If you want to support the, uh, the show on Patreon, it's www.patreon.com forward slash Planet FPL. Thank you, Clayton. Anything nice else one. before we go? No, all good. Thank you very much. Any questions on this or anything else? I'll be streaming with my Ask James stream at 12 p.m. UK time on Friday. Uh, just sees me say, as always, guys, play it your way and be nice to each other. Cue music, please, manchild. <laughs> Fantasy Football Show. Sports Social Podcast Network.